Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. what we feel in this house right now hallelujah oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus amen what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of
want a touch of God in the room right now. Thank you for Calvary, Jesus. Thank you for your blood, oh God. Come on, just love him for a moment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the precious blood. Thank you for your blood, oh Jesus. Thank you for your blood, oh Jesus. Thank you for your blood, oh Jesus. Oh, are you thankful for his blood tonight? Would you clap your hands if you're thankful? I'm thankful for the blood. I'm thankful that he didn't die just for the up and in. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, you really need to say amen. I'm glad he died for the down and out. I'm glad he died for me, aren't you? My goodness, I'm glad he died for me. Praise the Lord, everybody. Glad that you are here in the house tonight. And uh, I realize that that this is a um, Saturday nights are, are a, a new venture that has started because of our need to our need to uh, kind of separate and, and try to be safe as best as we can. So I realize the crowd is small tonight, but uh, uh, Small in number does not mean does not mean small in power. Amen. In scripture, you only need two or three. <laughs> you only need two or three gathered in Jesus' name, and we're going to see something happen. And uh, I'm just believing God's going to do something in this building tonight. I really, really am. And uh, I'm glad that you are here. And uh, y'all can y'all can head head out. Thank you so much so kind and uh, didn't our priest seem to do a wonderful job tonight amen amen I uh, give honor to pastor and sister Bounds tonight very thankful for, for the opportunity to to preach to you this evening and um, if you have your Bibles turn with me to John chapter 11 and I'm going to start at verse 43. <clears throat> when you get there, say amen. If you're looking at the screen, say I'm cheating. I didn't hear no, I'm cheating, so that's all right. Everybody got <laughs> awesome, awesome. It's good to, good to be in the building tonight. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm thankful for a, a heated building tonight. A heated building. You know, when you live with a pregnant lady that, um, Somehow, it's it's always summer, um, and uh, and so it's sixty degrees outside. But I want you to know, it's also sixty degrees inside the Up to Grave household. 
and uh, I'm thankful for my toes that I can now feel. And uh, I had two pairs of socks on this afternoon. And I was like, I am freezing cold. Lord, help me. I've got this, I've got this winter, you know, vest thing on. I'm trying to stay warm. And she's over here like, man, it's hot in here, don't you think? No. I don't. <laughs> I'm thankful for, for heat in this building. And uh, if you see me here in the late hours of tonight, don't ask any questions, all right? Just just don't you didn't see you didn't see nothing. <laughs> John John 11:43. Oh man, John 11:43. I love you, honey. I do. I do. I promise. You just freeze me to death. All right, I'm going to read now. I'm going to read, I promise. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Wow, I'm powerful. Started reading and the lights went out. Man, unbelievable. That's, that's the word. All right. 1140, let there be light. There we go. 1143. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody shout that. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them. Does anybody else picture just a literal napkin on his face? I don't know. It's just the way my mind works sometimes bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin that wasn't you know a taco bell napkin jesus saith unto him loose him and let him go verse 45 then many of the jews which came to mary and had seen the things which jesus did believed on him believed on him i'm gonna preach to you tonight on this thought beyond the bandages beyond beyond the bandages amen Amen. God bless you. You can you can be seated tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Beyond the bandages. <clears throat> Share a few stories with you that are going to make you possibly jealous and envious. And uh, you're going to have to get that removed from you before, after I tell these stories so you can focus for the rest of the message. But a Pennsylvania man purchased a painting for $4 at a local flea market. He liked the frame and thought he could restore it. When he couldn't restore the frame to its original state, he nearly tossed the frame and painting into the trash. Instead, thank God, he took the painting out of the frame and discovered an old folded up piece of paper behind it. He had found one of the 24 known copies of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> That's a great yard sale find. I'm just going to tell you right. Some of y'all rave about your yard sale finds. Look at this. This is it's a silver. You, 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 they didn't know what they had. This is silver. Anybody, anybody go looking for silver? No. Okay, one, no. All right, um, nobody. <laughs> he found the Declaration of Independence, which uh, um, the historic document sold at auction. 
for $2.42 million. Purchased for $4, sold for $2.42 million. Not a bad day at the yard sales. Another, another story, Elizabeth Gibson stumbled upon a painting on the side of a Manhattan street. The painting was sitting there waiting to be picked up by the garbage collectors. She liked the colors used in the painting but didn't know anything about it. So she took it home and researched it over the next few years. Turns out it was a lost masterpiece painted by a famous Mexican artist named Rufino Tamayo. The painting sold at auction for $1 million. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't get jealous. Just keep going to yard sales. <laughs> One more. Edward St. John regularly searched through the dumpsters at a local Massachusetts convenience store looking for lottery tickets. He hit the jackpot literally in 2005 when he found a $1 million winner. All of these stories that I share with you have a clear and common thread that I want to focus on tonight. The items were kept for a period of time until the owners had no need for them any longer. From the mere appearance of the items, it would be easy to say that they were no longer of any value and no longer held any worth in this world anymore. From the location of which each item was placed, you and I would conclude that these items are of no value whatsoever. But I want to tell somebody on this Saturday night that just because of the places those items had been did not mean that those items no longer had value. Just because these items were given up on by others in their past, it did not mean that they were worthless in their future. Those items may have been of no use to some any longer, but there was another individual that took the items from where they were and restored them to their rightful place. And I want to tell somebody tonight that I know a man who sees value in people when others see no value at all. I know and I know tonight and trust that you have felt the presence of a God that believes your current condition does not necessarily mean it's also your final condition. I know that Jesus Christ looks for people in hopeless and broken places. He knew that the problem happened way before the foundations of your life were put together. Amen. I am so glad on this night that, that regardless of where I have been, regardless of what I have done, 
regardless of where I have been placed, God still sees potential and value in me. Amen. And God tonight, regardless of what you have been plagued with, regardless of what others have told you you are and will always be, regardless of the circumstances that you are dealing with currently, you have value in the eyes of your creator. You have value in the eyes of the one who formed you, amen, in the belly, amen. Before you knew yourself, he knew you. Before you ever knew your name, before you ever recognized that you were on this earth he knew you the Bible says and he ordained you he had a plan for you amen regardless of where you have been and what you have done let me tell you tonight that God sees beyond the circumstance and looks amen on that heart that's beating looks on those organs organs that are functioning looks on that brain that is still there and he says I can still use it I can still do something with it I can still make something out of their life I want to tell you tonight that Jesus has a specialty of creating something out of nothing he could, if he can create, amen, the heavens and the earth, the grass. I was so mesmerized the other day by the grass. I was looking out of the office complex window and the sun was coming up and it was hitting that grass on the front lawn just right. And, and on each blade of grass, I could see a drop of water. I was so amazed by God's creation to think that he would be so mindful of every blade of grass, to think that he could create the trees that we see in the and the waterfalls and the and the water that that we that that we find peace in and and all of these things to think that he could create in 6 days all of this out of just one spoken word if he can do that for this, what do you think he wants to do, amen, with your life? What do you think that, what do you think is possible for God, amen, to do in your life? Do you think, do you honestly believe that God doesn't have enough power to change the trajectory of your life? Do you honestly believe, amen, on this, on this Saturday night that you have no way out of the circumstance that you are in? I've come to preach hope to somebody tonight. Do you honestly believe that God is not powerful enough, is not mighty enough, amen, to, to change your life forever? Do you not believe? Do you not do you not believe that God is powerful enough? Or is it that you don't, or is it that, or is it, my, that you don't, that you do believe that God is powerful enough, but you don't believe that God cares enough about you? 
I hear you tonight. I, I hear you loud and clear. I hear somebody in this room right now. I believe God can do it. I've seen him do it for other people. I've seen him do it for him. I've seen him do it for them. But, but when it comes to me, I hear you tonight. I, I do. I don't know. I, I didn't come with a with a with a with a sermonized message tonight. I've come to minister to somebody's need. You have said you have written yourself off as hopeless and no longer able to change and receive what God has for you. But I've come to tell you tonight that if He did it, Amen, for murderers and did it for adulterers and did it for men that 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 cursed. Him him if he did it for men amen that held the coats of individuals that were stoning his preachers if he was willing to speak to a man by the name of Paul who was going from town to town trying to kill these men that were preaching his gospel if he if he thought enough about Paul, a murderer, a man that was dividing his church and causing chaos, don't you think that God would care enough about you? I've come to tell you tonight that he didn't die for the people who are righteous. He didn't die for the people that have it all together all the time. He said, I've come to save the sinner. I've come to heal the broken. I've come to get in Zacchaeus. I've come to get in people's life that don't know the way out of the chaos they're in. The whole reason he died is so that you could have another chance. I want to tell you tonight, regardless of what your mind thinks, regardless of where you are, God has another opportunity for you yet. He sees potential in you. He sees a future in you. He sees something that still has life in it in you. Don't give up. Don't, don't accept where you are. Don't accept your current circumstances. Somebody said to me, Brother Timothy, in one of the hardest moments of my life, I didn't plan on going here. My boy's in surgery after surgery. I'm jobless. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm trying to just get out of bed in the morning. Honey, you remember those days, tough days, difficult days. In a cave and just wondering, where is God? What's happening? I've never, I've worked every day in my life since I was, I've, 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 I've had a job since I was 16 years old and I've never stopped. All of a sudden I'm unemployed. Winston's having these surgeries and doctors are saying he'll never see again. I'm living in this cave believing that, that it's just here I am I don't know the way out I don't know how I'm going to get through this I don't know the answers you see sometimes men when we don't know what to do we do nothing we get we just you know I know none of y'all do this but when I don't know how to do something around the house, Lauren knows where I'm going right now. <laughs> when I don't know how to do something around the house and it's, it's a problem, 
a lot of times what I'll do is instead of acknowledging it, trying to find a different solution, I just leave it alone. <laughs> Any men in the house? Okay. I'll just thank you, Brother Luke. Thank you for that witness right now. I'll just leave it alone, hope that, hoping, man, that's, that's going to go away in Jesus' name. It's going to, hey, come on. It's going to fix itself. It's just going to be all right. And, and sure, sure enough, it's, it's, it's bad. It's still bad and getting worse in a hurry. And uh, we have a tendency of avoiding things that we don't know the answer to. I don't know why I'm preaching to men tonight. This is just what I feel. We have a tendency to just scoot by and accept where we are and say, well, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to just leave it alone, and, and this is my lot in life. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to be. But, Brother Seth, somebody said something to me so powerful in my darkest of days, and it was so simple, and I had heard a song about it, and and then all of this stuff, but it ministered to me right where I was and what I felt like was a, was a cave with no light at the end in sight. I, I, it was dark. It was, it was hopeless. And, and somebody said to me a simple statement, Cody, every storm runs out of rain. And it's so simple. It's so small and what would seem insignificant, but I, I can't explain the way that it ministered to me in that moment. It gave me a glimmer of hope, Elder Melik, that just maybe the rest of my life is not going to be this way. Just maybe the rest of my future, maybe there is a hope that there's going to be a clear sky tomorrow. Maybe there's a hope that for my future that it's not always going. I've come to tell you that your storm will run out of rain. Don't become comfortable with the cave that you have settled in. God's saying, amen, just come. Just come to me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden. I want to give you rest. I want to give you what only I can give you tonight. I hear that for somebody tonight. I hear that for somebody tonight. God, God has sent this, this young preacher I don't know it all. I don't have it all, but that's the beauty of preaching. God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I do know that he says, amen, he says that he's not only going to start the work in you, but he's going to see to it that his work that he has begun in you will also be finished. It's going to be finished if you'll allow it to be. He can finish the work that he started in your life. And when everybody else wrote off Lazarus, when everybody else said, Brother Gene, he's been dead four days, he stinks by now. I'm sure they said that about you, Brother Gene. There's no hope. He's too far gone, too far addicted, stole too many times, lied too many times, cheated too many times, in and out of jail too many times. There's no hope. He stinks by now. He, the, you, 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 you came too late. You, you, you came too late for his life. Why are you here? Why didn't you come when he was sick? Why are you here now that he is dead? Others said it was hopeless. Others said it was, I feel, 
I feel a burden tonight for somebody. If you would open up your spirit right now, God wants to help you because they might have wrote off Lazarus. Amen. But what Jesus, amen, what people saw as dead, Jesus saw as just asleep. What people saw as just dead, Jesus saw as just asleep. Just asleep. You're not dead. You're not dead. You're not dead. Life's not over. I know it's dark now. I know know it's chaos right now. You're not dead. You look dead. You got those great grave clothes around you. You got that napkin on your head. You look dead, but you ain't dead. (laughs) I can see you as I can see you as one thing, but it's not about what I see. It's never been about what I see. It's been about what he sees. And when others said he's dead, Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping. Let's go wake him up. And what you have called dead, Jesus says tonight, it is in a state of dormancy. It is in a place where there's no movement. It's a place where it seems like nothing is happening. It's in a place where it seems like nothing is changing and nothing is going on. But I hear the words of the Lord tonight. Lazarus, come forth. I hear the words of the Lord tonight. You see, all it takes, all it takes tonight between the hopeless place that you are and the life that you're getting ready to have is one word from God. It's just one word from God. All you need is one word from God. And I came tonight, amen, right to where you are with a word from God for you. Come forth. Come alive again. Start believing again. Start believing that God can and God will again. Lazarus, come forth. Lift your hands with me all over the room right now. I believe God's doing a work in this building. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but I beg you tonight. I get on my knees and I beg you tonight. Do not stay where you are. Hell, eternity is too long. Hell is too hot. And heaven is too sweet for you just to stay where you are. For you just to stay in the hopeless place that you are. God is saying, I've got a word for you. I've got a plan for you you I've got life for you yet still to live there is more for you to do yet still just come just come out of where you are just come out of where you are I beg you tonight 
I beg you tonight, the word of God came, but Lazarus had to move. The word of God came, but Lazarus had to obey. Amen. Because anytime a word of hope comes to your life, it always requires obedience. Anytime a word of hope comes to your life, it requires obedience to that word. And if Lazarus never would have come out, he would have been dead. He would have never come out of that grave, Brother Gene. He would have always been where he was, always content, amen, with just living, amen, in, in, in this hopeless place. You've got to obey the word tonight. He that believeth and is baptized, amen, shall be saved. It takes some obedience to the word of God. You've got to come to him. You've got to come to him. You You've got to admit, Lord, I have a need for you. I cannot do this on my own. I cannot get out of where I am on my own. It takes the word and it takes obedience to the word. God tonight sees beyond the grave clothes. Sees beyond the stuff that people have put on you that has called you dead, done and over. God is looking beyond it and still seeing a glimmer of hope, still seeing a glimmer of potential, still seeing life in you tonight. Stand with me all over the building. I know I'm preaching to somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight. I would not leave this building I would not leave this building tonight. I would not leave this building tonight until, until I responded to his word. Until I responded to his word. Lift your hands with me, music come. Moses, you were a murderer. <clears throat> Moses, you got anger issues. So much so that you murdered a man. Moses runs away 40 years on the backside of a desert, gets married. somebody stays in one place for 40 years they've probably accepted that this is their place this is their lot in life I'm a murderer I have anger issues I can't control them Moses thought was over. What Moses thought was just the rest of his life. God thought enough of him to place a burning bush in his path. A bush that was burning but not consumed. 
Moses took a look at the bush and went near it. As soon as he got near it, a voice spoke out, Moses, take off your sandals. Where you're standing is holy ground. Moses, it's not over. You don't even know how you got here. You don't even know why this is happening. But you're on holy ground. You're on holy ground tonight. Not because of what building you're in, but because of whose presence you're in tonight. You're in the presence of a holy God. And Moses, the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to use you to save my people that are in bondage. You see, when God, when God starts a work in your life, he intends to finish it. He intends to finish it. Moses Moses knew Moses realized at that moment this is the Lord the Lord has showed up in your world tonight what are you going to do with it just got to obey his word here's what I'm asking I'm asking everybody in this room tonight it's only we've we've only been here for 50 minutes we've got plenty of time I'm asking everybody that would you don't have to come to the front but I'm asking everybody that would to step out of your seat and I'm asking you just as a sign of just just getting out just to step out of your seat you can come to the altar you can stay near where you are We want to be socially distanced and safe, but I'm asking everybody to move right now. God knows where I'm at. I don't know if God knows what I'm going through. Hear the word of the Lord tonight, Psalms 139 and 1. Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. You know my downsitting and my uprising. You know when I sit down and when I get up, you understand my thought afar off. Meaning, before I ever think it, you understand the thought that is coming into my mind. Thou compassest my path. You're you're around every direction that I go and my lying down. And you are acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue. But lo, O Lord, thou knowest altogether. There is not one word that you have spoken that the Lord has not known it already. Thou hast been, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. God knows where you are tonight. For you knew anything, he knew where you were. And he knows where you are right now. He sees potential in you tonight. 
sees hope in you. You got to see it in yourself. You got to see it. God is calling this building tonight to respond to his word and obedience. You've got to come out. You got to come out of where you are. I'm asking everybody in the room, I'm asking you to lift your hands. I'm asking you to call on the Lord right now. I'm asking you to call on the Lord. Come on, sir, come forth. Come on, ma'am, come forth. Come out of where you are. Don't stay in that grave. Don't stay in that place of hopelessness. Come out tonight. Come out. Come out. Come out. Lord, I pray over these precious people tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray for every individual that has walked into this room hopeless, hurting, broken, depressed, wondering if this is how the rest of their life will be. I pray, God, tonight that they would hear the word that you are trying to speak to them. If Lazarus still had potential, they still have potential. If Lazarus still had life to live, they still have life to live. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, I pray hope into them tonight. I speak faith into their spirit tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift your hands, everybody in the room. Come on, receive from God right now. He wants to pour something on you. Would you lift your hands toward heaven? Come on and call on the name of the Lord right now. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.